I'm telling you, good citizens are going to turn into real concern and revolutionary citizens real soon. How do you feel about being complicit in perpetuating that? The greatest hoax ever perpetuated on the American people, and you're part of it. Now we're supposed to have unity. Let me tell you something. I'm part of the new resistance. podcast this will probably be one of the last shows under that name it's just time it's time for a name change you'll be able to find the show in the same place and everything just a different name anyways let me know what you think about what i'm throwing down at the underscore nrp at yahoo.com and we had something go wrong with our Facebook page, so we had to get a new one. It went from the NR Podcast on Facebook to NR Podcast on Facebook. That's NR Space Podcast. So head on over there and hit like and follow. The show is released using Anchor. It is the spot to make podcast it has everything you need in one place your episodes are distributed to spotify and apple podcast and most other platforms all at once so download anchor in your app store or at anchor.fm now they changed the official name to spotify for podcasters but you can still find it by searching for anchor now, today, we're going to talk about some things. Some things going on in our beloved SGF. We've got the whole tale of terror scoring a victory over City Hall. Ah, but that victory did not go on unpunished. We've got MSU being caught in an oopsie. An oopsie that somehow was missed by the local media. Then I have a few things to say about some news that us followers of the truth received this past Monday morning. You're going to want to stick around for this one. Let's do this. Alright, here we go. Okay, Hotel of Terror. In case you don't know what that is, it is a huge haunted house here in Springfield. It's multiple stories tall, 
And it is supposed to be a freaking blast. It runs, of course, every Halloween season. Hotel of Terror has been a staple in this city for 45 years. I remember hearing about it in high school in my small town 85 miles away. The owner's name is Sterling Mathis. Long story short, 2019, the good old boys in City Hall start trying to buy the building from him. They want to demolish it to make way for their stupid beautification of downtown project. Of course. They've been lowballing the crap out of him. And Mr. Mathis, to his credit, isn't budging. City Council then unanimously votes to begin eminent domain. They're just going to take it. They're just going to take it from him by force. However, the people at Hotel of Terror gather over 2,000 signatures when they only need 1,500 for a petition that now forces the good old boys to either one, repeal the imminent domain bill, or two, bring it to the voters in a special election. So, that's the victory. That's a huge victory for the underdog. Well, after it was announced, Hotel of Terror successfully gathered the signatures to force the city's hand. Wouldn't you know, I'll be dang, the building was vandalized. Local media, cowardly, left out that the owner's house was also vandalized that same night. A message was being sent. A message saying, who do you think you are? This battle isn't stopping here. And I can't wait to see City Hall humiliated in defeat. They deserve every bit of embarrassment. MSU excluding white males in one of their programs? Up next. Okay, okay, so by now we've seen the DEI trash has infected every institution in the country. Its presence is pretty well known within SPS. We've seen that in the last few years in the media, but we haven't heard a whole lot about it outside of SPS. Oh, it's there. It's there. It's infected the colleges, elite circles, big businesses, and of course, City Hall. A government watchdog called the Equal Protection Project, EPP, filed a complaint with the Missouri Attorney General, Andrew Bailey, 
the week before last, on Tuesday, April 18th, urging an investigation into a program that MSU sponsored, promoted, and hosted. It was called the Early Stage Business Boot Camp, designed to assist new and aspiring business owners in establishing and growing their small business. So that doesn't sound too bad, right, so far? Well, what are they wanting to investigate then? You see, the letter that EPP sent to the Attorney General's office alleges racial and gender-based discrimination through putting together this business boot camp. Now, that's quite the accusation there. I sure hope they have some kind of proof of that. Hmm. Well, it could be that the boot camp was offered exclusively to aspiring or current BIPOC, which is black indigenous persons of color, aspiring or current BIPOC and or women small business owners who recently started or are in the idea phase. Now, that would be, did you notice that white men weren't included there? Just a thought. Um, so, yeah, that is what the EPP wants investigated. Could there be some kind of misunderstanding here? Could have been, yes. Uh, except... When the complaint was filed on Tuesday, April 18th, uh, by that Thursday, two days later, the program's website for application had been taken down. And, I'm sure this is all some kind of coincidence, but the boot camp is now open to everyone, all of a sudden. Look, MSU doesn't get to just say, oopsie, you caught us. Especially since this is the first time Missouri State's been caught and called to account for promoting racially restrictive programs. It's not enough. Tucker finally speaks. Coming up to end the show. Hang on. I am the Frito Bandido. Yay! I like Fritos corn chips. I love them, I do. I want Fritos corn chips. I'll get them from you. Ay, 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 ay. Oh, I am the Frito Bandito. Give me Fritos corn chips and I'll be your friend. The Frito Bandito, you must not offend. Munch, 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 bunch of Fritos. We're changing people's lives. Yeah! I swear this time
So, Tucker finally speaks. As I'm sure most of you who listen to this episode and are fans of the truth know a week ago from Monday, April the 24th, we woke up and were completely shocked to find out that one of the top thought leaders, Tucker Carlson, had been fired from Fox News. The biggest, by far, primetime news show in the country. By a mile. Gone. Just gone. Tucker was essentially carrying Fox News and Fox Nation on his back. Not one of the other hosts come close to bringing in the money, the viewers, and the ratings that he did. Gutfeld was the closest. As you can imagine, the rumors started flying around immediately. They were numerous and they were often. As to why it happened, why he was let go. The leftists on the other networks were celebrating, of course. The View, the cackling hens on The View, even in the wave. Freaking weirdos. But, uh, to those of us who just love Tucker to death, uh, watched him every single night and had watched Fox News' morph into this trash channel, just like the rest of the mainstream media. We can't know 100% why, but those of us who listen to him all the time, I think we have a pretty good idea why he was let go. Now, the last the public had heard from Tucker was that previous Friday, the 21st. He got no goodbye show. They didn't give him a chance. Monday morning, they let him know that he was fired. Well, Tucker finally broke his silence on that Wednesday, two days later from him being fired. That was the 26th. In a video on Twitter. And because of the non-disparagement clause that he has in his contract... He has to be very careful what he says. He can't go after Fox News. He can't go after the leaders of Fox News directly. Now, Tucker is a very deep thinker. He is actually a better writer. You should look up some of his articles sometime. You can tell... But on this video, that he put some real thought into every word. It's just him in his suit and tie on the set that we often see behind him on his nightly show or his Fox Nation show. The very set that Fox News financed and built for him in his homes in Florida and Maine. 
Oh, at first glance, it just appears like a regular old video of him saying some stuff. But if you break it down, really look at it, and watch it, this actually is a pretty brilliant video by Tucker. I wish I had time to go over all of the little nuggets that are packed into this 2 minute and 14 minute video, but I don't, I just don't. He starts off, good evening. Now, those of us who watched every night, we know what that means, don't we? <laughs> then he talks about how once you step away for a few days, realize how many genuinely good-hearted people there are in the world and how truly stupid the conversations on television really are. They're meaningless. They're forgettable. And yet he says, quote, at the same time, the undeniably big topics, the ones that will define our future, get virtually no discussion at all. Now those topics Tucker is talking about are war, civil liberties, demographic change, corporate power. And there's a couple more. He then gets to why he was let go. Quote, both parties and their donors have reached consensus on what benefits them. And they actively collude to shut down any conversation about it. And there it is, folks. Tucker is saying to anyone who listens, I was fired for talking about unapproved things and committing thought crimes. That's why he was let go. No matter what little details, reasons that they give, ultimately it was for thought crimes. Those topics from a second ago, those were all the things that got him in the most trouble for talking about. I'm going to end by playing the whole thing. I want you to pay very close attention to the inspiring message of hope at the end. When he starts saying, that's a depressing realization, but it won't last. Good evening, it's Tucker Carlson. One of the first things you realize when you step outside the noise for a few days is how many genuinely nice people there are in this country, kind and decent people, people who really care about what's true, and a bunch of hilarious people also, a lot of those. It's gotta be the majority of the population, even now. So that's heartening. The other thing you notice when you take a little time off is how unbelievably stupid most of the debates you see on television are. They're completely irrelevant. They mean nothing. In five years, we won't even remember that we had them. Trust me, as someone who's participated. And yet at the same time, and this is the amazing thing, the undeniably big topics, the ones that will define our future, get virtually no discussion at all. War, civil liberties, emerging science, demographic change, corporate power, natural resources. When was the last time you heard a legitimate debate about any of those issues? It's been a long time. Debates like that are not permitted in American media. Both political parties and their donors have reached consensus on what benefits them, and they actively collude to shut down any conversation about it. 
Suddenly, the United States looks very much like a one-party state. That's a depressing realization, but it's not permanent. Our current orthodoxies won't last. They're brain dead. Nobody actually believes them. Hardly anyone's life is improved by them. This moment is too inherently ridiculous to continue, and so it won't. The people in charge know this. That's why they're hysterical and aggressive. They're afraid. They've given up persuasion. They're resorting to force. But it won't work. When honest people say what's true, calmly and without embarrassment, they become powerful. At the same time, the liars who've been trying to silence them shrink and they become weaker. That's the iron law of the universe. True things prevail. Where can you still find Americans saying true things? There aren't many places left, but there are some, and that's enough. As long as you can hear the words, there is hope. See you soon. True things prevail. As long as you can hear the words, there is hope. That is heavy. So good. So good. That's going to do it for today, folks. This is the New Resistance Podcast. My name is Seth. Till next time, see ya! Yeah.